Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, I am coming in with another message regarding narcissism. And, um, I'm, I'm uh, again, I'm going to reiterate that I, because of what I do, um, I will come in with different perspectives and different opinions and things that I have experienced dealing with narcissists. Um, but I don't want that to be my focal point. You know, 2024 is a, as a new year, I still want to educate and teach, but I also want to elevate. So I'm coming in with this message regarding narcissism to elevate and to bring awareness and to help you gain understanding and clarity. And so there's so many different things that you have to unpack when you are dealing or have dealt with or recovering from narcissistic abuse. And um, I need you to understand that there is absolutely nothing that you could do. And there is nothing, no amount of love, patience, um, tolerance, forgiveness, nothing, love, empathy, compassion, it is not you. The person that you are dealing with has addictions that, and some of them you may not be aware of. And that is because the narcissist, believe it or not, has been living this life before they met you. They mask it, they hide it, they try to hide it. And this is why I say it doesn't matter how much you forgive, how much, you know, because in the beginning, yes, they're going to lie, they're going to manipulate, they're going to cry, they're going to try to use emotions, which they don't really have. Uh, They're going to do all of these things to keep you stuck or from leaving them because, again, they have um, abandonment issues and they're codependent. Believe it or not, they need you more than you need them. But the thing is, you will always, 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 I need you to understand, you will always come last when it comes to their addictions. They would always put their addictions before you, before they don't, because they don't care, remember, they don't care how you feel. They don't care how they're hurting you. They don't, um, they just don't. You understand? So the addictions come first. They have to do whatever it is they have to do to feed their addictions. And if you confront them about their addictions, they will go far and beyond to try to hide those addictions or minimalize and say, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. Oh, I don't drink that much. 
Meanwhile, the minute that they wake up, they need a drink. If they don't have a drink, they're shaking like a leaf. If they, anywhere they are, anything that they're doing, they always have to have a drink. That is an alcoholic. If it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's a duck. And they would tell you, you know, there's functioning alcoholics, meaning they can drink and they can get up and go to work the next day like it's nothing. Because again, they have been living this way for a long time before they even met you. If it's drugs, they, they, you, listen, they graduate because at some point the drugs that they are taking doesn't take away the pain, doesn't fill the void. It doesn't give them the high that they need. So they move on to the next thing. They just don't stay with one thing. They dibble and dabble. And whether it's, you know, marijuana, cocaine, pills, fentanyl, um, opioids, uh, p- p- um, it, it's endless. It's endless. Crack, cocaine, heroin, whatever it is, whatever it does, PCP, ecstasy, whatever it is, to numb the pain. Because narcissists, if you go back and listen to narcissists, and I believe it's, I believe it's narcissists in their karma, narcissists, they live a very dark life. And because they don't want people to know who they are, this is why they will ghost you because they don't want you to get close enough to see them, see the dark side, to see them for who they, to see them for who and what they really are. Because if you knew who they were, they know that you wouldn't deal with them, that you would leave them, that you would not, because you're not like that. You're not like this person. So, you see, narcissists, because they're very dark, they need people in their life to balance out. And that's why they use you for your light, for your energy, for your compassion, for your love, for your kindness, for your empathy, for your sympathy, all of the good qualities, because they don't possess those qualities. So, if you understand anything about narcissists, they have to attach themselves to people so they can give the illusion, give the facade, and give the appearance that they're a good person, that they're a wholesome person, that they're about family, that they love their children, and they are furthest from the truth. It's all an illusion. You know, narcissists are very delusional. And if you see them, you will see them go through bouts of withdrawal, like literally a shake. You would see them they would start like this nervous twitch or they would, you know, they, you, you would, let's say if you go out to dinner, they'll sit there and like, you can see them tweaking or twitching. It's like, they, it's like they're, they're paranoid almost. And like, you know, they'll start looking around and get real fidgety or they start talking real fast or they'll start, you know, making, talking and not really making sense. And, um, 
you know, if you go out with them, like they can't wait to get rid of you. Like they don't want to be seen in public with you. They don't want people to see them out with you because they don't want to run into people from their dark side. You, you see what, like they will only pull you out of the closet or pull you out when they need you to make an appearance to make them look good or to regulate themselves or to make them feel at ease, that calm, that stability, that you be, but they're not. Nothing about a narcissist is peaceful, tranquil, there's uh, no harmony. They're very dysfunctional. And you will always, you, if you have children, you and your children will always come last to the narcissist and their addictions. They have to feed their addiction to normalize and regulate the insanity that's going on inside of them, the turmoil, the pain. And this is why I say you need to understand that it's not you. It's nothing you could do because all of the pain, the shame, the guilt, the hurt, all of those things have been literally embedded or ingrained in this person from very young. From very young. And so there's nothing that you can really do to help them. And the more you, here's the thing, the more you try to help them, the more combative they would get, the more aggressive they would get, the more they would get nastier. They would say mean and cruel and hurtful things to you. And they would say things like, um, like how uh, you, you, you know, you're nagging or you're picking fights or this is why they can't be around you. Any, any kind of excuse that they can make to get away from you because they don't really want you to see them for who they really are. This is why you are experiencing the highs and the lows of a narcissist, right? Think of a crack addict. It's like as soon as they get their hit, their fix, it's like they just look so calm, they look so... And then the minute it wears off, it's like they need a quick fix. They need a quick hit. They need something. And this is why they'll go out and they'll do whatever they got to do to get a few dollars. And when I mean whatever, you know what I mean by whatever. They'll do whatever they got to do to get a quick fix, a quick hit, to feel that rush, to feel that adrenaline, anything to numb and take away the pain that they are experiencing. So narcissists, like I said, they have so much addictions and trust me, like I said, they have such a dark side to them that, um, it's nothing that you could do. And if this person, ninth and most, and if you understand narcissism, a lot of narcissists refuse to go get help. They don't go, they don't get help. It gets worse. This is why they steal. If you have change around your house or if they see a dollar, they'll take it. If you they see a quarter, I mean, it doesn't matter. They will take it. They would take money out of, you have a little piggy bank, you know, most of us keep like a little change thing or whatever that we throw out with you. They would take all your change. 
they would I mean they don't care they are literally like fiends to their addictions they are slaves to their addictions and so that is what controls them that is what drives them and you have to understand when you have a slave master that's controlling everything about you and you have to understand a lot of them can't keep jobs this is one of the main reasons why they can't keep jobs because they can't pass drug tests or you know they become agitated real quick you know they can't take um people telling them what to do they can't take authority figures they can't you know they 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 have an issue with rules and regulations they can't conform to the ways and the laws of society it's like a rebel you you understand what i'm saying it's like they're living a nightmare every day they're like a rebel and it's like i'm not saying that how should i say it narcissists will try to use tactics i should say tactics that's the right word they would use many forms of manipulation and tactics to come off and appear that their addictions are not what controls them but that's because they don't want you to see that side of them so like I said, this is why they would ghost you. This is why they would disappear. This is why you don't know their whereabouts. This is why you don't really know who their friends are. You don't really know what they do in their downtime. They concoct and make all these stories and embellish stories and lie. And uh, there may be some truths in their stories, but none of it makes sense. None of, none of it makes sense. And so the narcissist that I was dealing with had several addictions, several addictions. And it, it, it was sad to see. It was a sad sight to see and to witness um, the, how the addictions was just consuming him. And just to sit back and watch and say, you know, his addictions is going to be his demise and sitting back and watching and and I would say you know because I'm an empath I don't hate this person per se of course I hate what he did I, I hate the fact that I had to be dragged through all of what I've been through I hate the fact that my children had to suffer um, because of him and his addictions. But it was just a sad, sad life just to sit and witness it. Uh, uh, This is why I kind of felt sorry for him at some point. But it it became so bad that I couldn't feel sorry for him anymore. It it was just, it, it was like, you know, because it got so bad that, you know, this man was literally telling people how I tried to poison him um he just, oh my gosh it was I'm not even gonna go into those things but yeah he did the things that he was saying about me was just so far-fetched and so absurd that 
only a person who uh, is either bipolar or schizophrenic uh, mixed with the drugs and the alcohol and all the other addictions and possibly popping pills. You know, he had lost so much weight. He was skinny. Um, He just looked sick. Uh, He was just jumping up at random times. I remember times where he would just be laying in bed and he would just be tossing and turning and jumping in his sleep and having like literally like sweats, like night sweats, like night terrors to the point where it was just like this, like you really could tell like some demonic entities was just over him. And that's something that, you know, most people are not equipped to handle. You know, to see somebody go through uh, addictions and things like that. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing that you can do about it. You just have to let them figure it out and just hope and pray, you know, that at one point they would get tired of living that life and get tired enough so that they would want to go and get help. But that's not your battle. That's not your fight. That is not your, it is not, you can't save them. Okay? So I need you to understand, it's nothing, absolutely nothing that you can do to save them. And you will always come second to your to their addictions. And um, to my, to, for me, I could say like, he, you know, the abuse was bad. I experienced everything that I could possibly experience with this person, but the only thing he didn't do was physically hit me. But, you know, the torment, the rage, the anger, the financial abuse, and all the other abuse, you know, that goes along with dealing with a narcissist, I experienced, and I witnessed it firsthand. And any time that I would mention uh, something to him about, you know, his strange behaviors, you know, he would get very argumentative, he would get very passive-aggressive, he would, you know, he would fly off and become very angry and enraged, because that's what they want you to, that's what they want. They want to instill um, some type of, like a level of fear, or they want to, um, they want to trigger you in a way that you won't ask them questions, or you won't hold them accountable to certain things or you won't because again narcissists another thing with them is because of the shame so rather than hold themselves accountable and admit to to you that yes you know they have an addiction or they're you know they're they're you know they can't they you know always tempted by something that's going on um you know they would rather rage out on you they would rather, you know, verbally assault you and verbally abuse you or, you know, I call it the mindfuck or mentally, you know, mindfuck you or they would give you word salad or they would just do all of these things to gaslight you and confuse you to make you think or make it seem like the addictions are not that serious. I remember, you know, and I work in a medical field and, you know, he kept asking me like, you know, I had couple of surgeries and he wanted me to go like get prescription pills and I'm like listen I'm not losing my job for that you know there's there's ethics and there's rules and you know I, you have to understand that it's an opioid crisis out here and I, I'm not going to be a part of that do you, you know what I'm saying I, I have bills I have kids I have responsibilities 
I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to risk uh, my life. You know, I've worked in the medical field for over 20 plus years. And, you know, I have a very good job. And thank God they pay me very well. And I actually love my job. So I'm not going to risk my, you know, because narcissists are very impulsive and they're risky. They don't really care. And so, you know, once I told him no, of course, you know, he got real nasty. He got, oh, I'm all, you know, try to, how should I say, gaslight me. Oh, you know, you're always thinking negative. Oh, you're always thinking the worst. So, yeah, because I have to think about my life. I have to think about my kid's life. You are putting my life and my kid's life in jeopardy. If I get caught up in any type of uh, what's going to happen with me? No, because I can't depend on you. You can't do nothing for me. And so it, I have several accounts. Uh, you know, he, he, if he wasn't drinking, if he wasn't on some type of drug, like you could see the spiraling. You could see the spiraling out of control. He even at some point went to, he went even as far as to blame me why he was losing weight because he was stressed and I'm like I'm like this man is really like trying to gaslight me and think like I'm not gonna if anything my health is deteriorating from dealing with you you know what I'm saying you talking about stress you talking about all these um you you talking about stress and you losing weight and you got all this stuff and I'm stressing him out but again he was never home you know, he, we would never really together. So how could I be stressing you out and we are not together? <laughs> I'm like, can somebody make it make sense? You know, and I'm, and I'm so grateful that even though I went through what I went through and it took me a long time to see the light, um, thank God I remained, um, you know, I, I didn't, I lost myself, but I didn't completely lose myself, if that makes sense. I still had, the, you know, once I, once I started to really, because like I said, I always knew that he had a mental disorder. Like, I always knew that something was off. I always thought he was bipolar. And um, I just kept, like, doing research, and I'm like, no, he's not bipolar. Uh, no, he's not schizophrenic. No, he, you know, because he had tendencies and traits of different types of mental disorders, but I really didn't look up. I really didn't come across narcissism and how I discovered narcissism. Side note is like I said, I was scrolling on social media. I don't know. It might've been Facebook or Instagram. And, um, there was a, it could have been Facebook. There was a lady and she was in her car and she was talking about, her experiences with a narcissist and what she was going through and the things that she was describing I was like oh my god our stories sound similar and once I started to do my research and once I started to look up narcissism it was like the floodgates just opened you know I came across some really good uh, YouTube videos talking about narcissism I came across a lot of people content creators who uh, really, really put narcissism into perspective. And then uh, once I realized what I was dealing with and who I was dealing with, that it was a done deal. 
it was it was a done deal for me I knew it was no way that I could either I could move forward with that person so I it was no choice I, I was literally forced to let it go and it was over a long time ago but I was trying to be patient I was trying to give grace um, if you, I've said this in several of my podcasts, you know, for like two years, I was literally begging this man to leave. Like, can you just please leave? Like, just go wherever you're going to go, take your stuff wherever. And this man was begging, crying, pleading. Uh, he was refusing. Then, you know, it went from, oh, I, I, I need a, I need to get my money up. Oh, I need to do this. It was always something. But anyway, and, you know, he could never keep a job. And it was just, just like one, the cycle, you know, these cycles with them is just never ending. And I and I truly believe that uh, he didn't really take me seriously because um, I had been with this dealing with this person for so long, and he honestly didn't really believe that I was done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he really believed that I was done. And I, like I said, I had to come to the stark realization that I was done. The relationship was over a long time ago, and there was nothing that I could do to help this person. There was nothing I could do to save him. You know, he was, like I said, he was going through, uh, it was just bad. You know, I was just so many different scenarios, and I was just like, this is not my life. Like, you need to go, and, you know, he wasn't going to go get help. Because uh, I went to therapy, I attempted therapy, uh, and I made it very clear when I went to therapy. I was like, listen, the relationship is over. I don't want a relationship with him. I just want to, you know, come to therapy so we can possibly figure out a way how to communicate and co-parent at least for the our children. I have two children with the narcissist and that was a failure. And I just realized like, you know what, the best thing to do in this situation would be to go no contact. And thank God my kids are at an age where they can pick and choose. And they, you know, unfortunately made their decision and I have to respect their boundaries. So it is what it is. But you will always come second to a narcissist addictions. They can't see anything other than their addictions. And uh, their addictions will always come first. Whatever the addiction is, like I said, a lot of narcissists have multiple addictions and they those addictions is what they they wake up and it's like excuse me it's like they wake up and it's like uh, a constant thing you know like you wake up and some people need a coffee or they need a cigarette or they need something to narcissists is like okay it's like or first of all they don't even sleep uh they don't sleep well they're very restless people they don't sleep well they don't sit still for too long they're very anxious they're very nervous paranoid delusional like they just have so much going on and this is why they need to constantly find things to feel that um to 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 feel that you know void or whatever it is that they're going through in the moment and this is why a lot of them succumb to their addictions so i hope this brings you some understanding and some clarity understand something um it's never an easy thing to leave a narcissist but it's something that you have to do if you want to gain back your life your mental health 
your stability, your peace, your whatever it is, uh, you are going to have to leave that narcissist because they, if they are not actively seeking help, if they are not actively going to therapy and actively working on themselves, and do, and I'm not talking about a week, two weeks, they would have to do this for the rest of their life. And you will constantly be in these vicious cycles with them. And because you will always come last to their addictions, you know, so you have to pick and choose your battle. And I chose me. I chose my, I chose my life. I chose my, my peace, my sanity. And that was the best thing that I did for myself and for my children. And I don't regret it. The only thing I regret is staying that long or dealing with it that long. But I'm telling you, I, I don't regret walking away from this person at all. Um, and, and that's the only thing that I can honestly say, you know, because how can you compete with that? How can you compete with the constant lies and gaslighting and the cheating and the stealing? If, you know, they steal your money, uh, you know, they, they'll, you know, just the cycles, you know, just all the things that they put you through. Anybody would just, you know, say enough is enough. You know, and you come to your wits end and you realize that there's nothing that you can do or nothing that you can say. It doesn't matter how much support you get. And they would resent you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will get to a point where they would begin to resent you. Because here you are trying to show them uh, a little bit of compassion. You may not even just maybe some love because, like I said, you feel sorry for them. But they resent you at the same time for trying to help them. They resent you for staying. They resent you. Everything about a narcissist is contradictory. You see what I'm saying? They have a fear of abandonment. They treat people bad and they don't want you to leave. But they don't treat you well. Like, it, you see how it doesn't make sense? So, um, it's just their addictions just get the best of them. And you can't fight a demon you, you can't fight those type of demons. You, you see what I'm saying? And so you just have to, you have to learn to let go. Pray for them. Wish them well. That's why I say don't worry about the narcissist. The narcissist, every day they live their life, that's their karma. They are, they are their own walking karma. They destroy themselves. They destroy their families. They destroy their children. They destroy any type of connections with genuine real people because they don't think real people exist. They don't think they deserve love. They don't think that there's loving, genuine people, you know, existing on this planet. They don't see things that way. And so you will never be first in the eyes or in the hearts because narcissists, they don't, they don't really have good hearts. I'm sorry to say. Not to say that they don't have a heart, but they don't have a good heart. And that's because of all the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the shame, the fear, the guilt, all of the negativity, all of the things that they um, struggle with on a daily basis. You know, the, the, that they just need to find a way to numb that pain or they need some place to put that pain. And that's why they inflict pain onto you. So I hope this brings some clarity, some understanding. Elevate your mind. That's what it's all about. 2024, it's all about elevation and growth. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.